everyone. Welcome back to another episode of All Careers Considered, the IU Walter Center podcast, where we connect with IU College of Arts and Sciences alums and hear about their careers. So today I'm here with Sam Gilchrist, who currently serves as the Western Campaigns Director for the National Resources Defense Council, or NRDC. Um, and he lives in Denver, Colorado. And of course, Sam is an IU alum as well. So I'm excited to have Sam here virtually today to talk about his career thus far. So thanks for being here, Sam. Thanks so much, Molly, for having me. Yeah, so I know you graduated from IU Bloomington in 2006. Um, and since then, you've mm -hmm. done all kinds of interesting things with your career. But why don't you just go ahead and get started by kind of giving a quick summary about you, um, maybe a little bit about kind of where you're from and what your time at IU was like. Um, and what you've done since then. Yeah, um, so I guess where to start. Uh, so I grew up in Indianapolis and uh, went to North Central. Um, and then from there, went on to IU and studied uh, political science and anthropology. Um, thought at one point I was going to be a doctor and um, some classes kept me from that route. So um, I, I started to fall in love with, with politics early on, um, getting involved with College Democrats, some of some other groups on campus, um, and like the Marion or the Monroe County Democratic Party, and some some campaigns, and um, it really actually started with like some Iraq War protests, which was kind of funny. You know, it, it we were it, the O two to O six years were kind of an odd year or an odd time for um, you know us as a country, and pushed a lot of students to political activism, not unlike today. So. Um, you know, I got involved just in as much as I could and, um, you know, learning about the history of politics, the, you know, the literal science behind politics and, um, and then anthropology kind of pushing me to understand the dynamics of how people interact with one another and perceive one another in uh, the political world. So from there, I, um, I volunteered um, as sort of as an intern for the Monroe County Democratic Party during the 06 cycle. Um, to help reelect Baron Hill, who was a congressman at that at that point in time, um, and then from there, I uh, you know had no idea what I was going to do. Went on to be a state senate intern um, for a couple of state senators um, over the next basically from January to June of 2007 during the legislative session, and uh, and so again kind of curious what to do and the presidential cycle was coming up and so i had an option between um, three candidates um, john edwards barack obama and chris dodd and um, for some reason although i i really enjoyed working with working for him i went and worked for chris dodd um, in iowa and uh, obama clearly like swept the swept the field um, that year and you know he and Hillary Clinton got into a pretty contentious primary um, after after Dodd uh, ended his campaign in January I went on to work for the Obama campaign um, and then worked on a congressional race in California after that so um, I bounced around for much like campaign life you know you bounce around a little bit um, between campaigns for for a cycle or two um, and eventually I found uh, where I worked on a special election, and from there back to Indianapolis um, to to work on uh, uh, basically the fight for passing the international union, uh, which is a big uh, 
three million plus member union uh, that has um, members in Indianapolis. They've got members all around the country, really. I mean, it, it literally like in multiple countries. So, but they represent um, the service sector. So, uh, janitors, security officers, a lot of healthcare workers, uh, a lot of public employees, and they were launching a huge campaign across the country um, to help support Democrats um, and to push Republicans too to support the Affordable Care Act. Um, and so I led our field team in Indiana for a little over a year um, after, the, uh, after the Affordable Care Act passed, our project was dissolved and I became an organizer with um, our security officer campaign in Indianapolis. Um, and we, we did work mostly in Indiana and Ohio uh, organizing uh, security officers at a lot of the major buildings, um, commercial buildings around the state, um, or Indy metro area primarily. And, uh, and that, you know, was a good job. It was a really hard job. It's, you know, trying to form a union is one of the hardest things people can do um, because our culture doesn't really, um, you know, our, our business culture doesn't really support what employees are pushing back for things, you know, like good working conditions or higher wages or better benefits or things like that. Um, so, you know, we did that for, a, I did that for a while. And um, funny enough, my wife was, um, I got married during that time and my wife was planning to go to nursing school to get her master's. Um, and so we ended up moving to Connecticut where I worked for another SEIU uh, union, um, did some political work before starting with the union. Um, on for the Connecticut Senate Democrats, um, but got sort of got back into the healthcare space working for a 26,000 member healthcare union. Um, I was a political organizer and then our acting political director there, and we were a really powerful, um, you know, good member driven union in the state of Connecticut. And like I said, we represented healthcare workers from. Uh, you know, home care workers all the way up to doctors at um, major state hospitals. And, um, and so it was, it was a really eye-opening experience. It was a really good experience. And um, we, uh, we really liked Connecticut a lot. But um, my wife then moved to Colorado. We moved to Colorado because my wife paid for her nursing school through the Air Force. Um, so my career path is kind of jumped with all of those, um, with her moves. So we've had two major moves um, because of that. And so she, you know, again, following the healthcare theme, you know, she was engaged in, you know, working for the Air Force as a nurse practitioner. Um, and moving out here, I was planning to just go and work for another SEIU union or the state, um, state council or something like that, but uh, ended up, uh, running the AFL-CIO, which is the State Federation of Labor. Uh, so it's basically a, a, an affiliate body of all of the labor unions in the state. And there are local groups, they're like local labor councils, state, and um, then the national AFL-CIO. So I did that for a couple of years, and um, we were thinking of moving again and ended up um, through my network of political friends and, and folks I knew had gotten to know in the environmental space um, found my way to NRDC. So, um, and it was sort of an interesting jump because uh, 
labor and the environmental uh, world have a lot in common in terms of, uh, you know, who we want to see, uh, you know, making policy. Um, you know, we, you know, there is a lot of, there's a lot of potential for, um, you know, creation of good jobs in the clean energy economy. So I had done a lot of work with uh, local and state uh, environmental organizations when I was running the state federation. Um, but, you know, it's, there's still a lot of tension there. You know, a lot of the fossil fuel industry is organized and they have a lot of membership within the union. So there, there's a tension and, you know, we're constantly trying to figure out ways to, you know, work past that um, as partners to make sure that we can move towards reducing carbon emissions and keeping our planet from, you know, like burning <laughs> or <laughs> extreme weather and hurricanes and things like that, um, as we're seeing constantly right now. Um, really, it's, I mean, ultimately it's about clean air, clean water, making sure that people are, um, are healthy. Um, so the Natural Resources Defense Council is a, is a huge um, international environmental nonprofit I never thought I would work for um, NRDC. You know, our history is mostly of attorneys and PhDs and the experts of the experts within the environmental space. So um, the organization was starting to take a different approach to, and we're, we're still going through this, you know, kind of shift, but um, the organization had grown pretty considerably over uh, probably the last 10 years. And um, we were starting to look at sort of more holistic campaign uh, management or campaign project management. Um, and that's where folks with more of the political acumen, uh, you know, came in. That's where I came in. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I found my way over here. I know it's sort of a long way of explaining it, but um, yeah. Yeah, no, that was great. I think you did a great job. Sometimes it's hard to kind of summarize your whole career in a few minutes. So that was perfect. I'd like to go back a little bit to your time at IU. And I hadn't really thought about that, about what it would be like to be a college student kind of right after like 9-11 and all of those tensions were really high. And I can imagine that current college students are kind of experiencing similar types of, you know, craziness just with mm -hmm. everything that's been going on. Um, so what was that like being a college student at that time? And I know you mentioned that um, those tensions were kind of a big um, they kind of pushed you to pursue careers in politics and really, you know, completely mm -hmm. changed from you thought you were going to be a doctor and now you were switching careers. So do you think it really was just everything that was going on in the world that inspired you to change or was there anything else? That's a good question. So I think the circumstances of that time were really motivating for me to get involved. But, um, you know, I my family has a history of being involved in politics and in, in philanthropy and, and volunteer volunteering for organizations. My grandmother worked for Dick Luger and Bill Hudnut, former mayor of Indianapolis. Uh, so, you know, she taught sex ed for years, you know, it's, it was a different time. So comprehensive sex ed is not really a tenet of the Republican party right now. Uh, but um, so I, she was a real, um, a real inspiration for me in terms of being involved in public life and, um, you know, just you know, doing something beyond yourself is really important. I think feeling connected to something bigger than yourself is, is a thing we all crave. Um, yeah, it's tough. It, 
I thought for a second that I was going to go into the military after 9-11 or to the, to the Naval Academy as was my dream and um, realized quickly that they didn't take people with asthma. So, um, I, you know, I, I found out and then went to IU and became this huge liberal. Um, but uh, so I'm joking, but um, we, uh, you know, it, it was interesting. I, I, IU really opened my eyes to a much broader world of, um, you know, ideas, backgrounds people had. Uh, I, you know, I was involved in, in a lot of different things, uh, but it, you know, just the friends I met at the school, you know, sometimes a big school is intimidating for people, but not for me. I mean, I came from North Central, which is almost 4,000 students. So it's, you know, it's a huge, you know, a huge school to a huge school. But at IU, you can really find your your niche. And, you know, Bloomington is such a great town. It's, you know, there's just, there's a lot to do. So, you know, yes, the uh, the circumstances of the time were motivating, but also just my family history and people I had met uh, really pushed me to get involved in, in doing more. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm sure a lot of students can relate to that as well. Um, so I'd be curious to hear you mention that you really didn't picture yourself being in this kind of environmental space and that a lot of the people mm -hmm. that you work with are attorneys and people that really have a lot of knowledge in this area. So how have you been able to kind of quickly learn about, you know, the things that everybody else has degrees in and everything like that? Like, how have you been able to just kind of learn on the job and kind of grow in that way? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, it's it's a work in progress. So I uh, I know for a fact that I am not an environmental policy expert. Um, so and that's it's not my job to be one. I work alongside our experts to help craft campaigns um, and do a lot of I do a lot of government affairs work as well um, and and political electoral work for the organization. So it's. It's really my my expertise in politics and government affairs and what what makes people tick. So um, and I think, you know, the political science and the anthropology background are really important in informing that um, it, it, they both help you think very critically and analyze uh, what is, you know, the best way to, you know, pass a a policy or legislation or, you know, something through uh, admin an administrative process. Um, so I, I've had to learn a lot about a lot of different things over time. Um, when, when I worked for, uh, to help pass the Affordable Care Act, I was the sadist who read the damn thing. And, um, and you know, a 2000 page bill is not something fun to read. So it took me a long time. I think I actually I uh, finished it after the um, after the bill had passed. So, uh, but it you know it was it was like reading a lot, trying to soak in as much information as I can, knowing that I wasn't going to be the expert on something. Uh, it was was really helpful. I think a lot of us, um, you know, when we're younger, want to be seen as having authority on on issues, and and it's important to recognize when we're when when it's appropriate for us to you know, to be the expert if we have the background or if we need to lift up other voices. So, um, yeah, I think I've learned a lot from my colleagues and they're very gracious in their, uh, in their patience with me um, in terms of understanding 
uh, you know, the science behind, um, you know, greenhouse gas reduction. So, you know, like policies that reduce greenhouse gases and things like that. So it's, yeah, it's a work in progress. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm sure it's a lot of just asking questions and kind of learning as you go. Um, a couple more mm -hmm. questions. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I am curious about, um, you mentioned that you've made a couple moves. You know, you're from Indianapolis, went to school at IU, and then kind of lived on the East Coast, and now you're out West. So as you made those mm -hmm. moves, what was it like applying for jobs in new cities? Did that take a lot of um, networking? You know, what strategies were you using to kind of get a new job and pivot into kind of a new area of the country? Yeah, uh, I have never gotten a job without networking. So I have, you know, politics is, is a really interesting world because it's really about relationships, as, as is anything, but I think politics is, is literally just relationship building. Um, so I was able to, um, to connect with people that I knew through either campaign work or through the union I worked for, uh, or through just, you know, friends. So people, I, I mean, I, I used some, you know, IU career resources to try and look for jobs, but, um, you know, a lot of those, my, my career path is, is odd. And so you don't really find a job like mine on, you know, a, a college career website or an Indeed or something like that. So, um, you know, it's really about networking and, you know, I, I can't stress enough the importance of, like getting involved, whether it's, you know, it doesn't have to be in politics, but getting involved in clubs or other organizations or something outside of the, outside of the school um, within the Bloomington community, I mean, really is a great way to just build your network and get to know people. Cause you never know where, I mean, if you would have asked me at IU what, where I was going to live in, you know, in 15 years, um, I would have said like DC, San Francisco or LA. So uh, that, you know, it, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have ever occurred to me that I was going to live in Colorado. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Um, so I guess to kind of wrap up, you know, this podcast is mostly for students and young professionals as they kind of navigate their careers. So what would you say to a student that is, you know, really interested in working in kind of campaign management, governmental affairs, um, and maybe they're just not feeling super confident about where they are, maybe how their resume looks or networking is kind of uncomfortable for them, or they're just trying to kind of figure out that next step. Um, what kind of advice would you give to that student? Well, if, if folks want to get involved in campaigns, then they should volunteer on campaigns. Um, that's really the best way to, to get to know um, the ins and outs of a campaign. Uh, you can always go, if, if you're not really interested in the more, I guess, social route of politics, uh, the networking route, then uh, being involved with, um, you know, you can volunteer for elected officials. You can do, you can go and work for them, um, apply for jobs with them. You can get, um, you can get a, a degree in, you know, uh, you know, go on and get your master's in public policy. You can work in, you know, the policy sphere. I think the, the policy side of things is, is more of a after someone's elected or working for an organization that advocates for a certain certain issue or a set of issues. But um, I don't know. I, I think that getting to know people that work in the field you want to go into is really important. And doing internships, um, hopefully paid internships, um, are really critical. You know, just testing the waters. I don't, I think, unfortunately, our 
our education system doesn't give students really enough opportunity to test the waters um, without, you know, like having a big like safety net to to prop them up while they do it. So it's um, you know it it can be it can be daunting to to branch out and uh, try different things that you may be interested in. Um, but I think doing that while you're in school, um, talking to folks that are that have your ideal career and asking them about their pathways. I've talked with a ton of students through the the Walter uh, Success Network, and I think that. Um, People are always really, they, they know who I work for. They're like, oh, I want to be an environmental attorney someday. And I'm like, I'm not an environmental attorney. So, uh, you know, but I'm happy to talk to them about like, the career pathways my colleagues have had, the career pathway I've had. Uh, but yeah, get to know people. Don't be afraid to do informational interviews. Don't be afraid to reach out to people. Um, some people might blow you off, but for the most part, you know, they're just busy. So don't feel like you're getting rejected if you don't get an email back from someone right away. Um, oftentimes, students will reach out to me and I forget to check the Walter Success Network or it comes through my email and I have a thousand emails. And so, um, you know, we just miss it. And uh, so follow up with people, network. Um, something that I think is really overlooked a lot is getting to know your professors. Um, that was something I didn't do well at IU. And so when I was applying to grad school, you know, thinking about different career paths at times, I, you know, I, it was hard to find sort of that academic reference, but um, get to know your professors. They're actually pretty interesting people uh, and they're not as stodgy or cruel, all of them as, as sometimes we think they are. Um, so yeah, network, get to know people um, both at school and in the outside world in turn. Um, you know, try to find jobs and, you know, don't be so set on your career path being this ideal of what you think it will be. Having a goal is really important, but, um, you know, thinking you're going to be the CEO of a, of a company or the president of a major nonprofit by the time you're 30 is not realistic. So, um, you know, take time, you know, work hard, get to know folks. Thanks, Sam. I think that's great advice. And I'm glad you mentioned the Walters Center Success Network. I was going to ask if, if students had questions, if it would be okay if they reach out to you through that. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't be, uh, don't be offended if I don't respond immediately. It's election season. Yeah. Completely understandable. Well, thank you so much, Sam. It was great um, getting to know you and hearing more about your story. And I'm sure the students will really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Molly. I appreciate it. Have a good rest of your day. Yeah. Thanks. Um, thanks everyone for listening to another episode of All Careers Considered, and we'll see you next time.